Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. The Dog Show is brought to you in part by All the Best Pet Care, all the best food, treats, and toys for your dog and cat. Find them online at allthebestpetcare.com. And The Dog Show is also brought to you in part by Jet City Animal Clinic and Dr. Erica Anderson, located on 12th Avenue in Seattle, right across from Seattle U. JetCityAnimalClinic.com. She is a traditional vet with an open mind. Such a nice balance. And we have a great show today. Hi, Eric. Hey, good afternoon, Julie. Good afternoon. Good Eric said Eric said two of my favorite words just now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this weekend we are to expect... Abundant sunshine. Abundant sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Yes. Well, it's. Uh, I went for a little walk in the rain today, so um, still a nice day to take a dog on a walk. I think always. I, so uh, I don't think too many puppies would be complaining about uh, a little drippy weather here and there. Not too many, although as I've said before, my dachshund does not like the rain, but I still make her go for walks, and then once she's out there, she's fine. So um, today I have. Uh, I've got some announcements first, but then we've got some letters that were written to me by a fourth grade class here in Seattle. Do they, at, so I'm assuming they listen to the podcasts of the show. Since I don't know if they have yet. This time of day. Um, well, actually, when do kids get out of school these days? It's I'm so well, there's touch, I think so. they're still in school now, so yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if they're able to actually listen live, but I will send this class. Uh, this is Miss Haskell's fourth grade class from Stevens Elementary School. And they wrote me some letters um, asking me some questions about dogs and also some interesting comments. <laughs> so I'll be uh, reading through some of these letters. They Some of them are very funny, actually. Um, Can't wait to hear these. You wouldn't believe what types of questions fourth graders will come up with. <laughs> And I will uh, do my best to answer their questions as well. So, Kids say the darndest they things, They sure right? do. Somebody once said... Eric, you're going to be surprised. <laughs> okay. Let's just I say can't that. Wait. Can't wait. Um, so we'll get to that in just a few minutes. Um, but wanted to announce, coming up, uh, one of my favorite events every year is the Vashon Sheepdog Classic. This year is earlier than past years, August 22nd through the 25th. Such a cool event. It's on Vashon Island. Um, There's local food available and vendors and crafts, and you can see how they make yarn and all sorts of wool crafts and other artists and great local food. And then you get to see these dogs, mostly Border Collies, uh, work sheep, and it's beautiful. It's on 30 acres of rolling green hills on Misty Island Farm. There are people from all over the country who are participating, and it's such a great event. VashonSheepdogClassic.com is the website to find out more about that. And this year it's August 22nd through the 25th, um, Friday through Sunday, and it starts at like 8 a.m. and goes until the evening. So do check that out. Get out of the city. Take take a beautiful ferry ride and check out the Vashon Sheepdog Trials. Again, that's VashonSheepdogClassic.com. So we've got... Uh few spots left on the show for advertising. So if you are a business that would like to advertise your product or service on the Dog Talk Show, you can get in touch with me uh, about more information. The rates are very affordable, uh, very accessible, even for local small businesses. My email is host at dogtalkshow.com. 
That's host at dogtalkshow.com. And all of the ads that run on air during the live shows are also heard on all the podcasts, both on iTunes and on the website. So there's a just repetitive exposure. So what you pay for is local advertising and what you get actually is national. So maybe that's not the best fit for your business, but it is an added bonus. So if you would like more information about that, you can send me an email, host at dogtalkshow.com, and that will get directly to me. And I will send you information about that. So we've got a few spots left. Also, too, I am available for, oh, I'll go anywhere, really, but uh, for public speaking. Love public speaking. I'm weird like that. So uh, I do nutrition seminars, pet food seminars, where I talk about pet food and pet food labels and just really equip people with some basic knowledge about what to look for and what to avoid regarding what to feed your pet. Um, and also dog training and behavior related uh, seminars or talks. I've done those before at community centers and schools and really anywhere. And uh, I love doing that type of stuff. So if you uh, are interested in having me come and speak for you about dog food or dog behavior and training, you can get in touch with me too, host at dogtalkshow.com. All of our past shows are archived on the website which is dogtalkshow.com, and we're also on iTunes, like I said. So you can go to iTunes to the podcast section, and you can subscribe to the Dog Talk Show with Julie Forbes for free and get all of the new shows automatically sent to your little podcast folder area. And, um, and you can also find all those shows on the website, too. So let's get in with the uh, letters, because uh, I want to try to get through all of these if possible. If not, I will... Um, probably come back to these at some point. Uh, I'm going to start off with a, with a very funny letter. Um, this is one of the funniest ones I think that we had. It says, um, Dear Julie, I really like dogs. Even enter just to let people know again, these are letters from a fourth grade class, uh, Miss Haskell's fourth grade class at Stevens Elementary School. And they've written me um, bunch of letters, uh, taken the time to write me a, a whole stack of very nice letters asking me various questions about dogs and telling me also about dogs that they may have in their family. Fourth graders would be about nine years old, I think. Uh, I think a little older than that. A little older? Ten? Ten? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll look that up. I I'll don't Google know. That. It's been sure. a long time I'm since I've been I'm a little out school. of touch. Yeah. yeah. All right. Dear Julie, uh, I'm going to start out with one of the funniest ones here. I really like dogs, even though I don't have any. My grandma has two miniature schnauzers, excellent spelling, by the way, that I really like. Their names are Coda and Triller. Anyway, I was writing to see how much hair the average dog has on its body. I want to know so that I can so I can compare one with my dad. I think what they what he means is so he can compare the amount of hair on an average dog with the amount of hair on his dad. Well, maybe he's got a hairy dad. It sounds like. <laughs> and unfortunately, you know, I looked for this and it's there's not really much information of as far as how much hair is on a dog. Um and it really depends too on the dog. I mean, mm -hmm. the dog breed and the size of the dog. I would assert that dogs typically have much more hair than people, even the hairiest of people. Yeah. And I think there's like, I've I got two different answers online about human heads. I read uh, one place said 
there's like a million hairs on a human head. Wow. And then I think another place said um, 100,000. So a lot. But funny question. And and, and by the way, uh, fourth graders are either 9 or 10 usually. Excellent. So just checked on that. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. <laughs> All right. Dear Jude. Oh, and, and the other thing I was going to say, I think the real question there is uh, if their dad has fleas. Yes. That's the real question. You might want to check. And if dad has fleas, please do not use the topical flea treatments. That's right. Because they're very harmful. Yes. So really rather treat the environment. Call, call flea busters. Call flea busters. They can treat dad's room. If your dad has fleas. <laughs> uh, dear Julie, my grandparents have two dachshunds. Their names are Truffles and Snickers. They run really fast. I want to know how fast can they run. Well, oh, I don't know. I don't know how fast Truffles and Snickers can run yeah. as individuals. Are they racing wieners is the question, Well, I it guess. sounds like they could be because yeah. apparently they are really fast. Um, but... So I looked up dachshunds and, you know, of course, it, wiener dog racing for fun and not for, you know, gambling pers- purposes or any for profit. <laughs> but generally as a fundraiser, um, wiener dog races are happening around the country. There was from the movie um, Wiener Takes All, mm-hmm. which is a documentary about the uh, Wiener Nationals. Excuse me. I got to correct you there. It's a documentary. It's a documentary. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, there was a dog, Baron, who is undefeated, a lifetime undefeated, and he was a standard dachshund, so he's a, he's a bit bigger than the minis, and he could run 50 yards in 4.22 seconds. Is that good? <laughs> I, I think so, and you can actually go online and watch videos of Baron running. He's fast. I've seen this because he, he was on the doc, the documentary. Mm-hmm. The website is superrunning.com, superrunning.com, and that's one word. 50 yards in 4.22 seconds. So perhaps Miss Haskell's fourth grade class could calculate. I don't know where they are in math in fourth grade, but perhaps they could calculate how many miles per hour. I think this is a project they can take on. Yes. And if they, I would love to also hear um, if they do calculate that, what they come up with. Baron, I will tell you, though, is very fast. He is not as fast, though, as the fastest dog breed, which is uh, widely accepted as the Greyhound, mm-hmm. which can uh, reach a top speed of 45 miles per hour. Yeah. Most Greyhound legs are longer than your average Most. wiener dog. I would say all. Yes. Um, yeah. And in uh, Greyhounds being sight hounds, uh, they were bred to chase down, like um, Saluki is another sight hound, and they were bred to chase down and hunt gazelle. Gazelle are very fast. Yes. And a Saluki can actually catch a gazelle, chase it down. It's amazing. You can. There's videos of it online. It is absolutely amazing to watch. Fastest top speed is a Greyhound, 45 miles per hour. I've heard Whippets are faster accelerating dogs. So they can accelerate faster, but they don't reach as high of a top speed. So we'll be back in uh, just a few minutes with more questions about dogs from Miss Haskell's fourth grade class at Stevens Elementary School. You're listening to the Dog Talk Show on Alternative Talk 1150. The Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different protein options, 
to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their two stores in Burien and Kirkland, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your door. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. I'm Julie Forbes, and my first choice for my pet's food is the Natural Pet Pantry. It's the educated choice. This is Martha Norwalk, every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Thanks in part to Peggy Kaler and West Star Mortgage in Duval, we cover the world of animals. This week, July 27th, it's the last Sunday of the month, and that means it's Shelter, Rescue Sanctuary, and anything that helps our animal friends, with Kathy and Christy taking over the show for me. They've been working hard, researching great information to share, and planning new features. Plus, they'll check in with all of our regular rescues and sanctuaries. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 11. Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair discusses issues that are important to you, like good health and well-being, finding a new job and building your business, overcoming life's big challenges and making sense out of chaos, and living with passion and joy. Join us Mondays at noon Pacific for Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. See conversationslive.net for show schedule and guest information. Hey Seattle, this is Julie Forbes. When I got engaged a couple of years ago, one of the first things my fiance said about our wedding was, we need a wedding planner. I thought to myself, what do we need a wedding planner for? We hired Jenny Harding and New Chapter Weddings, and I now know there is no way we could have done it without her. If you are planning a wedding or corporate event, do yourself a favor and hire New Chapter Wedding and Event Planning. They did an amazing job for us, and they will for you. Find them online at newchapterweddings.com. 1150kknw.com, your connection to Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Welcome back to the Dog Talk Show. I'm your host, Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. We are back with questions from fourth graders. I've received a stack of letters from Miss Haskell's fourth grade class at Stevens Elementary School. And uh, we're going through the letters right now and answering the questions, some of them quite funny. Uh, some of them I was not able to find the answers to, but yet interesting questions. All good questions. All good questions. So here's the next one. Dear Julie, I don't know much about dogs, but I do know that they like to play a lot. And like a nice rub on the head. I was wondering why most dogs... Who doesn't, really? (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering why most dogs can't eat chocolate. And how old is the oldest dog? Mm, Both good questions. Yes. Dogs can't eat chocolate because of a uh, chemical called theobromine. That is a stimulant that's found in the cocoa bean. Hmm. So if a dog eats, it's typically a large quantity of chocolate, and it yeah. depends on the type of chocolate. Milk chocolate, some would argue, is not real chocolate, and it's really just like butter and sugar. Uh, but it's the cocoa. So baker's chocolate, you know, the the darker chocolate has more of that in it, so it would be mm. more dangerous. But that's why, because of the theobromine, which is a stimulant. Uh how old uh how old is the oldest dog well um i found there was the uh the guinness book of world records uh there was a dog who was 21 named chanel i believe who i think was a dachshund 
Um, I believe she's passed away, but I did see some an article about a 26-year-old terrier mix, which is old. So, you know, oldest dogs are going to be in their 20s, I think typically low 20s. And um, so I think the the current record holder, as far as I could tell, um, is 26 years old, which is very, very old. But I don't know if there was some speculation on whether that was true or not. But they said they had the uh, certificate, the vet certificate, as far as when the dog was born. So, so I, I think you're talking about Max, who uh, lives in Louisiana. Louisiana, yeah. yeah. The Terrier Cross, yeah. Yeah, 26. Um, and he's a good boy. He is. <laughs> <laughs> the average age of a dog, that's tough. It's it's uh, the very, It really varies so much. Um, you know, there's some breeds that don't typically live very long. Um, boxers are one of the breeds that are notorious for uh, having shorter lives. Um, larger breeds tend to live sh- uh, less than or a uh, shorter life than uh, small breeds. So it really can range anywhere from, you know, I'd say 10 to 20, roughly. Uh, roughly. Eric, did you get that? Uh, very clever. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying, Eric. I'm trying to keep up with you. Um so that's what I could find. Oldest dogs it seems to be 26. Dear Julie, I like dogs because some are cuddly, cute, and awesome. I want a chihuahua, but my family has four cats. I have a question for you. How many breeds of dogs are there? What I found was over 400. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that I think that's in general. Now, you could ask that question in many different ways. How many breeds are recognized by the American Kennel Club? Mm-hmm. And you could get more specific like that. But I found sort of consistently that there were around or over 400 different dog breeds. Dear Julie, I'm going to get a dog when we get grass and a fence, and I want to know what is the best kind of dog to get that is normally happy and is not too big or too small for a regular-sized house. I also want to know what is the best dog that likes to play with kids and does not destroy the house. A very good question. These are all good questions, but uh, a normal-sized house, that's the one that (laughs) (laughs) seems like hard to, you know... Yeah, quantify well, for well, yeah. Normally happy, normal size dog, normal size size. She wants a normal dog. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, you know, that's a tough question. One thing is, do not buy a dog from a pet store because they come from a puppy mill, or uh, be very careful online. I recommend um, going through a rescue organization. Um, if you are flexible on breed, if you just kind of want a medium-sized dog, and there is a rescue called Three Rivers Rescue run by Kim Howard, and uh, she does, uh, she has a lot of dogs, uh, I think, um, I think a dozen, although I may be incorrect with that, but uh, she's got dogs that come in and out that she, that she places that she gets from shelters, and uh, she does uh, quite a bit of uh, evaluating of the dogs and training, just some initial temperament training and manners. And she can really tell you if a dog is good with kids or not um, and really give you a good sense for the temperament. So that's a good place to go is to go through, you know, well, there's so many different great ways to get to get dogs. Um, but if you're looking to adopt a dog, from a rescue, uh, this one, Three Rivers Rescue, is one that I'm aware of that has a very good sense for 
the dog's temperament. The number is 425-888-9322. There's lots of other rescue organizations in the area and uh, breed rescues. And then also, uh, if you're going to go through a breeder, you just want to make sure that you are going through a reputable breeder that, and I would go through a local kennel club or breed group to find those breeders. Be very careful when you're finding a dog. Excellent question. Dear Julie, I do not have a dog, but my neighbors have a Bernice Mountain Dog. He is about one year old. Bernice Mountain Dogs are supposed to get very big. I was wondering what the biggest kind of dog is and how big is it? Well, it really depends on how you define big, whether it's by weight or by height. Um, but it looks like the tallest dog is a Great Dane who is 42.2 inches tall and almost 7 feet tall when he stands up. Um it says here, however, Great Danes aren't typically the tallest dogs. Irish Wolfhounds are another gigantic breed. Uh, they are about three feet tall on average just at the shoulder. That's very tall. Um, Irish Wolfhounds, though, although they're very tall, their weight ranges between 100, 105 and 125 pounds. So if you get to a, you know, if we're talking about heavy breeds, then we'd be talking more about Mastiffs. I think there is an English Mastiff named Zorba in the UK who weighed 343 pounds and was eight feet long. That's just gigantic. So um, Mastiffs are considered to be the biggest dogs, I think, weight-wise. They're usually the heaviest with weights over 200 pounds. Not uncommon. Bernice Mountain Dogs are pretty big, though. Those are definitely considered a very large breed dog. And that one-year-old Bernice Mountain Dog has quite a bit of filling out to do still. So, Okay, Eric. <laughs> Eric, perhaps you could help me answer this question. Because I, right, I was not able to find much conclusive uh, information on the Internet. Dear Julie, I was wondering if my brother would get sick if I fed him a raspberry that my dog pooped out. Oh. Because I did. Oh. But it wasn't on purpose. Oh, wow. Well, I, she knows better than the rest of us. How how could that not be on purpose? That's <laughs> that is the question. I'm not sure if this is a little bit of fourth grade imagination happening here. Yes, or, I, I think it is. Or uh, you know, someone just trying to be funny, but it made me laugh. <laughs> it made me nauseous. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I don't recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good idea. Clearly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if could it, if could it potentially get dog, sick. It could. Yeah. 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 That's a that's a big no for that. Not a good idea. Although, the student did say that they did not do it on purpose. So. Right. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, let's see. Dear Julie, my grandma has three dogs, Goldie, a golden retriever, Dingleweed is part Pomeranian and part Chihuahua, and Riley is a Boston Terrier. They're known to be gassy. What food or anything um, can prevent that? We are going to take a quick break, and I'll come back and answer that question after our break. It's a very good question. You, 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 gassy dogs. Yeah, a gassy dingleweed in the house is <laughs> probably 
Not 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 a great not place. good. No, yeah. no, not fun at grandma's house when no. when the dogs are farting. So, so we'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to the Dog Talk Show on Alternative Talk 1150. Wish your dog didn't hate going to the vet. Wish you were welcomed by a team who cared. Jet City Animal Clinic is an enjoyable respite from the same old thing. Dr. Anderson and her team have created a full-service facility that combines veterinary expertise with a comfortable style. Jet City Animal Clinic is located in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood on 12th Avenue across from Seattle U. Bring your crazy questions, odd ideas, and alternative thinking. Jet City Animal Clinic will work with you to keep your furry family members healthy and happy. Traditionally educated with an open mind, Call us at 206-329-0253 or email info at jetcityanimalclinic.com to make an appointment. Jet City Animal Clinic, a unique approach to the health care of your urban pet, a local family practice jetcityanimalclinic.com Hi, I'm Pat Pauly. Tune in to my show, Get Active, each Tuesday at 12 noon on Alternative Talk 1150. Each week we invite a guest to talk about one of the wonderful activities in the Puget Sound region, ones that you may want to participate in. We'll focus on how adult beginners can comfortably get into all of these activities. You'll learn a lot about how you can get active. Be sure to listen. That's Get Active with me, Pat Pauly, at 12 12 noon each Tuesday on Alternative Talk 1150. This is Julie Forbes, dog training, behavior, and nutrition specialist and owner of Sensitive Dog, thoughtful guidance for you and your dog. If your dog needs basic obedience training, a behavior evaluation, or food consultation, I can help you. Call me at 206-372-7399 or visit my website, www.sensitivedog.com. I teach group obedience classes, in-home lessons, and evaluations, and a two-week intensive training program called Higher Education. Again, I'm Julie Forbes, Seattle's Dog Behavior. Behavior Training and Nutrition Specialist, www.sensitivedog.com. Remember, you're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to the Dog Talk Show. I'm your host, Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Refreshing. <laughs> Indeed, yes. Eric, you made a good point with that question Um would my brother get sick if I fed him a raspberry that my dog pooped out? Right. Well, I was just saying that it made me sick just hearing about it. So chances are pretty good that it would make the brother sick as well. If it actually happened. Right. And chances are pretty good that the brother would pound you into <laughs> oblivion if he found out about this. Must so. have been a little brother. Right. Yeah. I don't know but how he snuck that in. little brothers eventually... Get older. Yes, they they, do. They have memories. They don't forget. They don't forget. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, These are letters from Miss Haskell's fourth grade class at Stevens Elementary School. They were kind enough to take the time and write me each a very thoughtful letter uh, asking me question about dogs or telling me and or telling me. Uh, about dogs and their family and sort of other thoughts about dogs. And we were just, we had one of the most interesting ones that we got, which, like I said, I'm not sure if there's a little bit of fourth grade imagination going on here. But 
Um, it says, Dear Julie, I was wondering if my brother would get sick if I fed him a raspberry that my dog pooped out. Because I did. But it wasn't on purpose. Mm. I don't know. I would question, though, if a raspberry would get... I mean, I would imagine just the seeds wouldn't be digested, so... This is, you know who we, we should, should ask? <laughs> Pooper Scooper Barbie. Okay. Yes, we'll ask <laughs> Pooper Scooper. It, if it passed through Barbie's dog, then yes. that would probably be okay. We should ask as Tanner. we know, the food <laughs> right. that goes into Tanner is the yeah. same that comes out. And if you're wondering Tanner. what I'm talking about, go back a few weeks and listen to the uh, show where we discuss a lot of different things, one of those being... An actual pooper scooper Barbie with a dog, mm-hmm. and there's a picture of her on the website, too. Well, the other thing is she cannot use the excuse that uh, the dog ate her homework because apparently the homework will still be intact right. <laughs> if the dog eats it. Yeah, it's I don't know about that idea. I'd like to see a Bokashi cycle Barbie. Yes. And I'd like to see her try to do what I did last weekend and dig a hole big enough for two buckets of Bokashi cycle. The big hole. (laughs) Next letter, please. All right. So back to the letter. My grandma has three dogs, Goldie, a golden retriever, Dingleweed is part Pomeranian and part Chihuahua, and Riley is a Boston Terrier. They're known to be gassy. What food or or, uh, is there anything to prevent it? Boston Terriers certainly are known to be gassy. I have a friend who has a Boston Terrier who is very gassy. And, uh, you know, this one... Generally speaking, you want to feed a high-quality food. And when I say high-quality food, I do not mean one of those gigantic company foods that you could find at a grocery store or pet superstore. What I mean by high-quality food is a smaller company, a food that you would buy at a uh, – if if there is one available to you. There are tons in this area, but I realize that – Throughout the rest of the country, they are not always that accessible. But generally speaking, you're wanting to feed a very high-quality food with low grain or no grain. And ideally, that's minimally processed. Uh, For those folks that are locally listening, uh, the Natural Pet Pantry makes wonderful uh, both raw and cooked food diets that you can get um, very minimally processed. I mean, it actually looks like food. Um, rather than a pellet form, which is what you would get in a dry bag of kibble. I've, uh, I know that my friend's Boston Terrier, he, he did very, very well on raw food. And when he would eat dry food, even, you know, one very high quality dry food with no grain and all that stuff, it still made him gassy. So it was uh, too much for his system to handle. And he did much, much better on um, raw food diet. Oh, I think, or lightly cooked. So not sure where um, where this student's grandma lives with these, free, with these three dogs, but I would be curious as to what the dogs are eating and if it's a, a, a brand of food that you buy at a grocery store or something like that to tell your grandma to go to a natural pet food store and ask them. Enzymes and probiotics as a supplement are also a great idea for dogs with digestive issues. Um, it's just a odorless, tasteless powder that you can sprinkle onto the food, and that can really help aid in digestion and decrease gas. Also another great supplement, not necessarily for gas, but just an important supplement in general, as is true for humans, is salmon oil or fish oil or flax oil. But uh, I think the fish oils are 
a little more what dogs are intended to eat. All right. Excellent questions. Dear Julie, I have two dogs. Their names are Percy and Kai. Percy is a Shih Tzu Pomeranian and Kai is a Golden Retriever. This is a very good question. I have a question about dogs. I was wondering how many times you should walk a little dog a week versus a big dog. Hmm. Yes. That, that's one that we haven't addressed on the show before. No, and it's it's an excellent question. And I have a little dog, and uh, they're not huge dogs, but they're very high energy. The cattle dogs doesn't get much higher energy than these guys. And then th- my dachshund. So I think that the most importantly, both need exercise. So just because the dog is little doesn't mean that they don't need a lot of exercise. I'm working with a wire fox terrier right now whose mom runs marathons and she trains with her and she doesn't take the dog on, you know, the super, super long distances, but she'll run the dog, I think, over 10 miles. And this is an older dog, too. She's seven years old. Wire fox terrier. So little dogs, you know, I think that they are underestimated, generally speaking, and they're still dogs, and you, just because they're little, and you know, even the the, the foofiest-looking dogs are still dogs that have all of the same dog instincts and needs, and they are typically very smart. So the little dogs can end up being very problematic, and a lot of people find uh, their, you know, six-pound dog can end up running their life um, if they are uncontrollably barking or being aggressive or whatever. So very important to give the little dog um, some exercise. Maybe doesn't need, you know, for this one, it's a Shih Tzu Pomeranian mix. Maybe doesn't need as much exercise as the Golden. But I know Leia is used to going on all of the same walks that the cattle dogs go on. And she was raised with Chewy, who passed away last September. But he was a gigantic lab mix, lab sighthound mix, actually. And she went on all the walks with him, too. So so uh, now this question specifically says how many times you should walk a little dog a week. How many times? And I would say just as many. Maybe not just as long, depending on the little dog. But a lot of little dogs can keep up just fine and even go further than a lot of big dogs. I mean, there's some big dogs like a Newfoundland or, you know, these gigantic breeds that are more slow moving and they could never you know, run 10 miles, but a little wire fox terrier that's wound pretty tight could. So always looking at the individual dogs, uh, mainly very important that the dogs, I think, how many times a week should a little dog versus a big dog get walked? I would say the same. And every day would be my answer for both of them. Always a good day to take your dog on a walk. Interesting question here. Dear Julie, I have two dogs. One's a terrier and another is a boxer. Do dogs have asthma? Hmm. Yes. And I actually had two students who asked me if dogs can get asthma. So the answer is yes. Interesting. Yes. I found this, um, you know, looked online. This is from sweet101.com. Many dog owners will at some point observe, we- observe wheezing or other breathing difficulties in their pet, causing them to wonder, can my dog get asthma? Or what are the symptoms of asthma in a dog? Dogs can get asthma just like humans. 
Other pets, including cats, can get asthma as well. Asthma is actually much more common in cats than in dogs. Diagnosing a dog with asthma is fairly straightforward, though treating a dog's breathing problems can be more complex. Like treating human cases of asthma, dog owners must work with their veterinarian to find the precise combination of treatments and medications that will most effectively control the pet's asthma. Uh, Causes and symptoms of an asthma attack in a dog. A dog's asthma attack can be triggered by allergies, irritants like cigarette smoke or dust, dry air, exercise, other forms of exertion. Human dander. Excess barking. (laughs) (laughs) Dogs allergic to humans. I don't know about that. But, you know, when we're talking about allergies, and this is typically what I'm going to go back to in most cases, it's always looking at the food because it's such a such a a source of inflammation in the body. And uh, I really recommend, um, you know, for something like this to get a balanced perspective. You know, if you feel like your dog maybe has asthma, it would be a good idea to maybe go to a regular vet and also see a holistic vet to get the different perspectives because oftentimes holistic vets have uh, some answers on their radar that Uh, regular vets just don't have access to. So different perspectives are always valuable, and uh, I would be be very, very curious about diet, and I always recommend a more natural diet, not a prescription-type diet. Those typically, I do not find them to be very healthy based off what I read in the ingredients. So excellent question. We are going to take a break, and we'll be back in a few minutes with more Questions for me about dogs from Miss Haskell's fourth grade class at Stevens Elementary School. You're listening to the Dog Talk Show on Alternative Talk 1150. We'll be busy. Hey, Seattle, this is Julie Forbes. When I got engaged a couple of years ago, one of the first things my fiancé said about our wedding was, we need a wedding planner. I thought to myself, what do we need a wedding planner for? We hired Jenny Harding and New Chapter Weddings, and I now know there is no way we could have done it without her. If you are planning a wedding or corporate event, do yourself a favor and hire New Chapter Wedding and Event Planning. They did an amazing job for us, and they will for you. Find them online at newchapterweddings.com. Wish your dog didn't hate going to the vet? Wish you were welcomed by a team who cared? Jet City Animal Clinic is an enjoyable respite from the same old thing. Dr. Anderson and her team have created a full-service facility that combines veterinary expertise with a comfortable style. Jet City Animal Clinic is located in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood on 12th Avenue across from Seattle U. Bring your crazy questions, odd ideas, and alternative thinking. Jet City Animal Clinic will work with you to keep your furry family members healthy and happy. Traditionally educated with an open mind, call us at 206-329-0253 or email info at jetcityanimalclinic.com to make an appointment. Jet City Animal Clinic, a unique approach to the health care of your urban pet, a local family practice, jetcityanimalclinic.com. Hi, this is Craig Walker, owner and lead technician at Coho Computer in Issaquah. Tune in Saturdays at noon right after Manson Mitchell for Tech Talk with Craig. 
We'll touch on the latest tech news, interview special guests, and take your calls. Tech Talk with Craig, Saturdays from noon to one, right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I love my computer. The Natural Pet Pantry is Seattle's original source for wholesome dog and cat meals, offering eight different protein options to accommodate your pet's dietary needs. Made locally using all U.S. sourced ingredients, their freshly ground stews, raw or cooked, can be purchased from their two stores in Burien and Kirkland, most independent pet supply stores, or delivered right to your door. Go to naturalpetpantry.com for more information. I'm Julie Forbes, and my first choice for my pet's food is the Natural Pet Pantry. It's the educated choice. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to the Dog Talk Show. I'm your host, Julie Forbes. You're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And we are reading letters from Miss Haskell's fourth grade class at Stevens Elementary School. Lots of letters. Going to try to get through them all today. Dear Julie, I don't have a dog. I really like dogs. I like dogs because they are kind and fuzzy. I have two questions. How much do dogs shed? And two, is it possible that dogs can have asthma? So that's the other asthma question. Just answered that. How much do dogs shed? Depends. Depends on the breed, really, right? Largely. Some Mm. dogs don't shed at all. Some dogs have hair, like poodles, uh, Bichon, Frises. Many of the poodle mixes now are known as more hypoallergenic and don't shed. And then you get uh, some dogs that shed a lot. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, cattle dogs shed a lot. (laughs) My dachshund, not so much. So it really depends on the type of dog. And there are some dog breeds that don't shed a lot, if that's something that uh, you are concerned about. Uh, Dear Julie, I have two dogs at home, Brax and Riley. I have a question about dogs eating human food. Brax loves vegetables. He once ate five raw Brussels sprouts that fell on the floor. He was fine, but are there any foods that might poison him? Yes, here is a list of some poisonous foods for dogs. And there are, all, there are also poisonous plants for dogs that I talked about last week. Uh, macadamia nuts, chocolate, xylitol, which is a, I guess not technically an artificial sweetener, but not sugar, Uh, grapes and raisins, and onions. Dear Julie, I had a dog named Marley. He had to be put to sleep when he was 18. The reason we had to put him to sleep was because he was throwing up blood. I would like to ask, how old is the oldest dog in the world? Well, that would be the 26-year-old dog. Don't remember his name, but um, he's a terrier mix, and it seems like he's 26, but it is very sad when your dog dies and you have to put them to sleep. And um, and I just had to do that to my, to my dog, Chewy, uh, last September. I had to put him to sleep. Um, and it was very sad. And I, I still miss him a lot, So, but I still love him very much. Dear Julie, I have a dog named Gus. He is a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. He is three years old. He has some jumping problems, but he only jumps so he can lick you, not bite you. I love him. I love dogs in general. I have a question about how many dog breeds there are. I know there is a lot, but I am just curious. Thank you. Uh, over 400 dog breeds in general. Um, don't know specifically if you were to ask how many be- breeds are um, 
recognized by the American Kennel Club, or you could get more specific, but there are several hundred. Dear Julie, I don't have a dog, but I want to get used to them. I don't like when they hop on me, and I don't like it. Also, I want to pet one, but it's so hard it moves too much. Uh, And then this one asks about um, hair, how much hair is on a dog as well. Uh, You know, sometimes when dogs are really excited and are jumping around or jumping up on you, it can be scary. And um, so that sounds like... um, you know, it might if if it's a sort of scary for that for the person, then it would be good for that person if they want to get more comfortable with dogs to meet some dogs that are a little bit calmer, and um, who will hold still long enough for you to pet them and say hi and get to know them a little bit. But that can be overwhelming, especially if it's a a big dog and um, and a little person. Then if that dog is jumping around a lot and jumps on you, then that can be scary and it can even hurt. So. Um, a lot of people are asking about dog hair. A lot of these kids are asking about dog hair. Here's an interesting one. Dear Julie, I like dogs because they're cute and fun to play with. Uh, when you lose something, your dog can find it. You get to pet it. They're so cute. Uh, one question. Do you love him forever? Hmm, I would say yes. Yeah, of course. You know, your dog doesn't have to be alive still for you to still love them. So, dear Julie, my grandpa has a dog. I love them because they're furry, fuzzy, rowdy, and sometimes when you throw a stick or a tennis ball, they go get it. But I can't have a dog because my mom's allergic. I have a question. Do you know if there's any food that dogs can eat? Thanks for your time. (laughs) <laughs> one would hope there is food that dogs can eat I, i'm i'm not sure if he maybe means if there are like people types of people food that dogs can eat i just listed some of the foods um that they shouldn't eat that they shouldn't eat yeah. um and you know to answer that question on the flip side dogs so dogs have been evolving with people for over 14,000 years. So thousands and thousands and thousands of years, dogs and humans have been living together. And commercial pet food has only been around really for about 75 to 100 years. So if you look at the commercial, more processed foods like we know them now, for let's say let's say generously a hundred years, but dogs and people have been living together for fourteen thousand years. Well, what were they eating before those commercial pet foods were available? And the answer is the generally leftovers. They were from, eating what we were eating exactly. And you know, back in the day, even a hundred years ago, what people were eating is looked much different than what people are eating now. Mm. Um, not for the better. Uh, all the you know foods just get more and more processed, and this refined sugar is in everything, and you know processed um, carbohydrates and all this type of stuff. So um, dogs, though, can generally eat most of what people can eat if it's healthy people food. If you know if you went to a farmer's market, most of what you would find at the farmer's market is 
um, okay for dogs to eat, except for some of the things that I said here, like the chocolate and the grapes and raisins and onions. And all the things that aren't really good for us are not really good for your dog as well. True. So probably not a good idea to give them a lot of potato chips. No. Not potato chips or candy or, Mm. you know, cookies or fast food. Bad news. But uh, generally speaking, dogs can eat lots of different types of food. And the more whole the food is, the better. Um, okay, that was that one. And dear Julie, I had two. They died. It was sad. How do you teach an old dog a new trick? <laughs> well, you can't. We all know that. <laughs> You just can't. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yes, you can. Oh, you can? Yes. That flies in the face of conventional wisdom well, and a common I expression. Wouldn't, I wouldn't call it wisdom. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can teach an old dog new tricks. It just takes typically takes more time. So you have to be patient in general when you're teaching dogs tricks or, or training them. Um, older dogs, though, can certainly learn new things. It would be like saying an older person is not able to learn new things. The day we stop learning is the day we die. So as far as how to teach an old dog a new trick, that's not, we don't have enough time to get into that. But but patience is key. Absolutely. No it just can take a little bit longer. Uh, dear Julie, I love dogs. I love how little dogs jump on you. It's cute. We just had a dog, but he died. I want a new dog. We would like a dog that is friendly, doesn't bark that much, easy to train, and you don't have to groom it that often. (laughs) Well, that's great. So you're clear about what kind of dog you want. And I, um, like I said, there are some dog breeds that don't require much grooming but may shed a lot. So just because a dog doesn't need to be groomed doesn't mean that they don't shed. Um As far as finding a new dog, um, I talked about that a little bit earlier. Lots of ways to find new dogs for your family. I do not recommend, however, buying from a pet store or from um, be very, very careful if you look online. Uh, I have one, dear Julie, I have one dog. I do not know what breed he is. He is black and furry. Also, when he gets old, his chest turns white. He's very active. Each time I open the door to get inside, he bites on the bottom of my pants. When he is hungry, he stands up on two legs for a long time. I have a question. How long can a dog survive without any food? You know, I don't know the answer to that, and I really wouldn't want to find out because that's sort of sad to me. But um, I imagine they can probably survive. I think people can survive for like a week or two weeks. I think Mm -hmm. it probably depends on the person. Another question about how big can dogs get? I talked about that with the Great Danes and the Mastiffs and the Irish Wolfhounds. Uh, Another question here about how many dog breeds there are. And a question, just a story about his dog that they adopted and was skinny, but now he is fat. So that's all of them. So that was uh, just a blast for me to read through all of those questions written by Miss Haskell's fourth grade class at Stevens Elementary School. Thank you so much. I will send you all a whole bunch of dog talk show stickers that you can take home. And uh, they've only got, I think, a couple weeks of school left. So that's exciting. All right. We'll be back next Wednesday live 2 to 3 p.m. and Encore broadcast this Sunday at 1. Thanks for listening to The Dog Show.